This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. And in today's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Italian judicial system and how it works and relate this a little bit towards decision 17161 uh, from June 15th and get into a little bit of the reason why that decision isn't binding and why that decision maybe shouldn't be of concern to some individuals who were previously concerned and uh, why some decisions, if it's made one time over, might not be binding to another, that the, the case law doesn't necessarily work the same. So Marco, can you just give us a brief overview of kind of where this is coming from and how the Italian judicial system works? Of course, we're talking about the recent decision of the Italian Supreme Court in Italian Corte di Cassazione, which got uh, quite some attention in the news and in the community of people who were looking into applying for Italian citizenship by descent or who are in the process of applying for Italian citizenship by descent. And let's maybe um, take a step back and just give an overview of what uh, we're talking about here. We're talking about a decision, again, which was rendered by the Supreme Court uh, in a 1948 case. And for people who don't know what it is, a 1948 case is a case that needs to be presented in an Italian court um, by somebody who is seeking Italian citizenship by descent because there is a female in the Italian line who gave birth to her child before January of 1948, which is when the Italian constitution came into effect. In other words, if you have a female in your Italian line who gave birth to her child before that date, you have to petition the court in order to get citizenship if you have no other available Italian lines. Uh, but if you do, then you can use those lines to apply maybe through the consulate. Of course, people who don't have a female in their Italian line or uh, people who have a female who gave birth to her child after 1948, they can apply for citizenship, say, the traditional way uh, through the Italian consulate or through an Italian municipality. But if your only available line involves includes a female who gave birth prior to 1948, then your only way to pursue Italian citizenship is via the court system. And we've released a lot of videos about 1948 cases that people can watch to, to understand you know, how it works, how the case needs to be presented. But here, we're talking about a very specific subcategory of 1948 cases, meaning uh, a 1948 case involving an Italian ancestor who was born in Italy and who became naturalized while his or her child was underage, so under the age of um, 21, if we're talking about a naturalization that occurred prior to 1975, because prior to 1975, the adult age um, was 21 in Italy. And if the ancestor became naturalized, and if the child was under 21 when the parent became naturalized, uh, again, we've talked about this uh, previously, according to a minor group of judges 
within the court of Rome, within the civil court of Rome, that was going to be a potential problem. I will say that again, some judges within the civil court of Rome were considering this to be a problem, whereas the majority of the judges within the court of Rome were approving these cases without any problems. But then what happened? What happened is that the law changed in uh, 2022, and uh, these citizenship cases are no longer to be filed in the civil court of Rome uh, when the plaintiff resides abroad, but they are to be filed um, in the local regional court, basically they cover the city where the Italian ancestor who was born in Italy was from or was born. And we have, again, we have recorded an episode about this change in the law. And so people who are interested in understanding more about this change in the law, they can watch that episode. But the change in the law was very positive because, you know, we started to file cases across Italy in the, in the various civil courts that we have in Italy. So we have literally filed cases everywhere in Italy. And all of the cases presented this issue were being approved. As of this moment in time, we have had no rejections, meaning that the local judges, they've always ruled favorably in cases where the ancestor who was born in Italy became naturalized while their child was a minor. So what happened in uh, on June the 15th of 2023, what happened is that the Supreme Court uh, ruled in a case that presented this issue um, in a negative way. So the Supreme Court stated that the fact that the ancestor became naturalized when their child was a minor was indeed an issue. And by the way, this case was probably initiated, so it was presented the first time a few years ago because, you know, it, it was probably denied by the Civil Court of Rome. It was denied again by the Court of Appeal of Rome. Um, and then it went to the uh, Supreme Court and it was denied again and this all of these rulings take time so of course the case was presented by a different attorney not us so we don't have all the details of the case but the supreme court ruled negatively despite the fact that uh, my firm has presented numerous appeals before the italian um, appeal court of rome uh, for those cases that i mentioned at the beginning of the video which were denied by that minority of judges within the court of Rome, and we got all favorable decisions, at least as of this moment in time. Uh, but nonetheless, this different attorney, uh, they brought this case before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court rendered, rendered this decision. And people, after this decision, they started to panic a little bit, understandably. But the purpose of this video, and as I said in the other video that we released very recently about this Supreme Court decision, is to explain why this, why people shouldn't be concerned. Because this Supreme Court decision is not legally binding, and now we will get into the details of why it's not binding, and, and for who is not binding, which is basically for anyone. And we will explain how it works from a legal standpoint in Italy. So before I explain why this Supreme Court's decision is not legally binding, let me explain that, or let me clarify, I should say, that it was taken by a judge within the Supreme Court. So when I say Supreme Court, in this specific case, I mean a judge within the Supreme Court. And it's not unusual in Italy that the Supreme Court itself, meaning a different judge, takes a different decision in a different moment in time. So it's perfectly possible that another similar case will be brought by the um, by another plaintiff 
before the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will take a different decision. Of course, that's only possible if the, if a lower civil court denies the case. And again, the, the Court of Appeal denies the claim again, and then the case is brought before the Supreme Court, because that's the prerequisite for a case to be brought before the Supreme Court. But say that happens, that the Supreme Court could take a decision in the opposite direction. So that's a point to clarify that the Supreme Court's decision was taken by a judge within the Supreme Court and not by the whole Supreme Court, as some may uh, think. And also it's important to clarify that we got, my firm got recently uh, two decisions from the local regional courts uh, for cases that presented this issue dated after the Supreme Court decision, so after June the 15th, and they were positive. So that, again, evidence, again, of the fact that even the lower courts, they're not bound by this decision. So this decision is not binding, not even for the lower courts, as evidenced by the fact that we got two positive decisions very recently, one last week and one the week before. And now let's get to the reason why this Supreme Court decision is not legally binding for any other courts in Italy, including the lowest courts, so the, the, the civil courts where people are presenting these 1948 cases. And the reason is just the Italian judicial system is built that way. So it's not like the US judicial system or other judicial systems where the legal precedent is binding. So a case law, a precedent is affecting immediately people's lives. And uh, in Italy, it's something different. So the judicial system is built in a way where the Supreme Court takes a decision. And that decision does carry some authority. But as evidenced by the recent rulings that I just mentioned from the local courts that we got, is not binding for anybody. Because the only situation in Italy that is really binding for all the citizens and everybody who is involved in the Italian uh, legal system is a law. So only if a law made by the government, made by the parliament, uh, comes into effect, and that's affecting people's lives immediately, that's legally binding. But a case law, uh, a, a precedent is not. So a lot of people ask me, then what's the purpose of having a Supreme Court? And like I said before, another decision could be taken by the Supreme Court by a different judge, uh, and it could be an opposite decision from the one that we just saw. 